Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. The Boston VVD Party by Carl Kopak. A few weeks ago, I wrote a piece for Anfield Index urging the club to step up the quality of its transfer targets. No more, I claimed, should we shop at the local grocers when we can afford to stroll the aisles at Harrods. After all, we've entered the porches of the elite now and we're allowed to move away from the discount section. Because the title involved the acronym FSG, the comments were crammed with people either defending them or banishing them to the wilderness. As it happens, my point was neither a dig nor a celebration of all things Bostonian. I just wanted to see the red step up and buy someone great. Absolutely great rather than three or four maybes. That was all. Even if we don't get them, go out and try. And of course we did just that. We stepped in and spoke to Southampton's Virgil van Dijk and set up a transfer ahead of our Premier League rivals in Manchester and London. Well done us. Getting business done early. A statement signing. A marker. Well, okay, not a signing as such. The transfer window isn't open yet, but at least we've gained an assurance and put a bid in. Well, okay, no, no bid to speak of. We didn't actually make one before we let it be known that his signature was likely, but at least we spoke to the player and... Actually, he's under contract and, strictly speaking, we have to get permission, and we didn't bother with that stuff, even though it's sort of illegal. Ah, we've ended our interest. Hmm. The strategy is clear. Get in quick, get in the player's ear, unsettle him a bit, make him force a move, and then we can knock a fair bit off the asking price. Except that didn't happen because Southampton, as it turns out, are no mugs. They realise that the law protects them, so why not enforce it? I told friends earlier this week that Southampton would complain, as that's what clever clubs do when they fear their fans aren't going to be too happy when a big name leaves. They did something similar with Nathaniel Klein when he left them, and it saves face all round. Look, he wanted to go, you saw we tried to keep a hold of him, and complained, but... Tuesday's statement came as both a major letdown and a shock. Firstly, I'm not entirely sure that someone at LFC wrote those words. It reads as an appeasement rather than an apology. Let me explain. From time to time in my day job, I'm asked to secure a quote from someone about something we've done. It makes for good PR on both sides if you can announce something when both sides are nice about the other. Of course, often as not, they won't know what to say, so I'll email them a comment stating something along the lines of, Carl's employers are really good at what they do, and we're dead good too, so I think others should give them a try, and ask them if they're happy to have it attributed to them. Everybody's happy, we all win. 
That statement reads like Southampton have told the LFC equivalent of me what to say, word for word possibly, with a threat of official complaints attached if the text is unaltered. Fair enough, I'd probably do the same to be honest. What's shocking here is that this is just a further example of the club shortcutting again. The owners have a history of this. One day they wanted Clint Dempsey, for a reason passing understanding. They duly announced him on the website and were all happy with themselves. Thing is, they forgot to tell Fulham, so that deal died. They've wanted to box clever on other transfer deals too, and monitored, and monitored, and monitored, so they could be smart and come in and steal their intended away, only to find that other clubs can sign players too, and will. With their constant desire to find a quicker way to do things, they end up being slow and ponderous. Or they do stupid things like this. And that's the word. Stupid. Just go by the book. If he wants to sign, he will. Why do this? For the sake of a few million quid? Of course, this brought in another fight to the Liverpool yard. Anti-FSG versus apologists. The fans' position on the owners is simply extraordinary. Some are angry that there's so much as a wrinkled nose in the direction of Boston, while others are furious to the point that they want us to enact revenge for the Boston Tea Party and chide them for their no-taxation-without-representation nonsense. Or, in this case, no-transfers and no-proper-bids policy. Personally, I'm not an FSG fan for two reasons. Firstly, because they refuse to have a full-time leader at the club. And secondly, because I'd rather our managerial appraisals weren't being covered by the people responsible for Mork and Mindy. Each to their own, but I'd prefer a proper FSG delegation in situ at Anfield and some football people at the helm, rather than former TV execs and hedge fund managers. Feel free to call me a disgrace or a fanboy below. Look, let's not pull punches here. This is a 24 carat fuck up. This is General Melchit in the trenches and Rodney Trotter buying suntan lotion in mid-January. There is no disguising this one. We've ballsed it up royally. Ah, but tapping up goes on all the time. Most transfers are these days and we've done it for years just like everyone else. True, we have. But not when we're already under a suspended sentence for doing it before. In April, Liverpool were banned from signing academy players from other English clubs when they pleaded guilty to a charge of tapping up a young Stoke City player. The second year of the ban is suspended for three years unless there are any further breaches, such as taking Virgil van Dijk to the seaside for a day. And we knew that. And we did it anyway. The arrogance is astonishing. And that's the reason for this apology. Someone somewhere remembered this and got very jittery. We spend all this time getting into the Champions League and there was a chance we wouldn't be allowed to buy anyone for it. So here's the thought. Why not just bid for players we'd like and see if, you know, Champions League football and Jurgen Klopp hugging them hourly might bring them in, rather than trying to be so fucking clever all the time. Stop the shortcuts. We've apparently dropped our interest in the Dutchman now, though I'm never convinced of such things. But there's something else that bothers me other than that. It's this. The optimism after the Borough game has been put on hold, evaporated to nothing. Back in the big league, back in the big time, and then the administration steps in and does away with all that positivity with this farce. What a waste of a happy summer. Ah, maybe it will come good and we'll sign four strong lads and win lots of nice things, but I can't help feeling that an ownership who have made more public apologies than they've won trophies is concerning. By trying to be clever, they've been continually stupid as they've lurched from one nightmare to another. Sorry, Virgil, it was not to be, or at least not yet. If anyone asks, you've not seen us, right? You know that 
point at the end of Carl's piece is a very good one. The optimism, joy that came to everybody on the back of the Champions League qualifier attainment on the last day of the season in such a dramatic fashion when all had looked lost and then everything seemed to be back on the cards again, then it was lost again. And the whole roller coaster of emotion that went into the very final moments of the season. At last, we'd attained something. We had something to hang on to, something tangible. Now, granted, it's only a qualifier, but it was top four. It was that mythical thing. And you could be happy for the club and you could be happy for Jurgen Klopp and you could be happy for that bunch of players. And like Carl says, everybody's hugging it out and it's all wonderful. And we're looking into a future where we have the dangling carrot of Champions League football, or at least potential Champions League football, to hopefully tempt some very, very top-end players. And then, before you know it, we've got one of these all-too-regular cock-ups. And it's not about being a fanboy or anti-FSG one or the other. This was an objectively badly handled thing, and it's not the first thing that's been objectively badly handled. Uh, I'm one of the people who think that we can actually do well under these owners, but you would like the embarrassment to stop at some point. Uh, and you would like to feel, I think it's a very good point as well, another one uh, in, in the piece that Carl makes, that you would like to feel that there were some more proper football people making calls and on the ground around the club. Because that's the impression you get, that it just feels a little bit rudderless, a little bit as if there's a strategy that's being implemented from afar. Now, that could be just fanciful thinking on my part, and maybe... Who knows, there are real nuts and bolts things getting done at the club. But if that's the case, then the people doing those things need to have a look at themselves and have to have a little chat with themselves too. Especially in the wake of this Van Dyke thing, which was such a cataclysmic cock-up, it really was. Anyway, I have to say that despite all this, and despite a very, very wobbly start, and the evaporation of a lot of, of the good feeling that we'd built up, I do feel that this summer will probably come right and hopefully will come right soon with one or two big names coming in and sort of appeasing the hordes because because the negativity is building and it's very disconcerting to see um, and it would be a very, very bad way for us to be beginning a new campaign with that feeling of underachievement over the summer. So let's hope they go out and spend the money. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on anfieldindex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on anfieldindex.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.